0: ABC Listen podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. All I can think is the moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup. Guess what I do? What did you? Do? It's a song. It's a song lyric, Norman.
1: All oh, right. That's Was <speaking> <speaking> that right. the song?
0: Yeah, that's it. Anyway, I probably do say a little prayer for you, Norman. But I also put on. SPF 50 plus all over my face
1: because
0: (laughs) I'm living in Australia.
1: Yep. And, you know, we all want our faces to look like a baby's bottom as we get older.
0: There's nothing I want more than to look just like a baby's bottom. I want, like, there to be a little line down the middle of my face. Yeah.
1: Well, as my grandma would say, just a wee choochie face. That's
0: oh, so. That's so cute. That's so cute. Uh, well, anyway, it's time for what's that rash? I am health reporter Tegan Taylor coming to you from very sunny Jaguar and Turable Land,
1: and I'm physician and journalist Dr. Norman Swan coming to you from Gadigal Land, which is part of the Eora Nation, and it's a very sunny. What's that rash this week? As we answer one of your questions. <music>
0: Today's question is from Richard, and Richard's effectively asking about the health benefits of sunlight. He says Can you discuss evidence that sedentary lifestyles are increasing health problems because working indoors is actually not giving us enough? dosage of sunlight.
1: And clearly there are benefits. We, uh, as a species, evolved into the sun. Um, we wanted to get out of the caves, into the sun, and we need the sun to survive.
0: I mean, you must be a sun lover. You, you willingly left like a very dark country to come and live in one of the sunniest places in the world.
1: That's right. When you grow up in Glasgow, you go out and do a dance when the sun comes out. <laughs> you know, you're, you're out there. My mother... My mother would had a deck chair, and whenever the sun was out, she was lying in that deck chair in the backyard. And in Glasgow in summer, where it rained almost all the time, and occasionally nearby it would have snowed, my mother was in the backyard lying on her deck chair. She had a great tan, no matter what you know, no matter what the weather was in Glasgow.
0: Oh, she was she was tanning. It wasn't for sort of like mental health benefits.
1: Well, probably was, but um, you know, one doesn't want to speak ill of the dead. <laughs>
0: fair enough. What about you?
1: I, I, think, I think I've think inherited that. I I just love the sun. I love being out in the sun. And in fact, if you talk about the benefits, let's just talk holistically, I'm much more likely to go out and exercise and do stuff when it's a sunny day and it just invites you to get out in the morning. Why waste that time? And I suppose that does come from growing up in Glasgow because you never know when it's going to start to rain. <laughs>
0: Well, I come from the Sunshine State. So in summer, if the sun's shining outside, it's like hide away. It's too, it's razor too bright. But winter sunny days in Queensland are my absolute favourite, which is a funny thing to be saying as we are like right now in the very middle of summer. But um, in winter, I sometimes feel like I'm part lizard. Like if there's the sun out, you sort of just have to like kind of sit in the sun to recharge. And it, it really sometimes does feel like... Recharging, Like it's sort of giving you back something that you didn't realise you'd been missing.
1: Absolutely. You just feel better. And the one difference between living in Australia and the sun and Glasgow is you slip, slop, slap before you go out. And I'm actually not saying that. I actually do. I, it's often I'll talk about things that you should do and I don't do, but I do. I, <laughs> I, I slather myself an SP50 so that I'm protected there. And some people say, well, why do you do that? Because you're not going to get vitamin D from the sun.
0: Well, okay, I did want to ask you about this because does wearing sunscreen, obviously if you're wearing a hat and you're wearing SPF clothing and you're in the shade, you're not getting direct sun, but if you're in the sun but you're wearing sunscreen, do you get like vitamin D?
1: The answer is yes because we don't wear it perfectly. It does block UVB light and that is what produces vitamin D. But in fact...
0: Okay, can I pause for a little bit of science, please, because I'm really interested. So the UVA stuff is the stuff that burns you. The UVB stuff I always read in women's magazines is the stuff that ages you. But you're saying that's also what creates vitamin D?
1: No, it's the UVB light in sun that uh, that actually triggers the production of vitamin D in the skin. Yeah. Wow. But the... The fact of the matter is that good though these blockouts are, we don't wear them. We don't wear them perfectly. They wear off, and we forget to reslap on, or we don't put enough on. That's a big thing with um, sunblock is we only put on a little rather than a lot, and so the imperfection of how we use it allows us to get some vitamin D. But you should um, expose your body. At, and you've got, you, you've got <laughs> Just
0: stop there. Norman Swan encourages people to expose their body.
1: Uh, that's right. You sound like a ver- you know, one part of the media that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they, you should, you've, got to, you've got to follow the instructions from the cancer councils. But there's you know, it varies in, from winter to summer. But for a, a few minutes a day, you should be exposing your shoulders and arms to the sun. And not covered up all the time so that you get it. And in summer, you don't need very much exposure. In winter, a little bit longer because we're not living in the middle of Glasgow.
0: Yes, thankfully. I mean, no offence to people who still live in Glasgow. They just haven't seen the light yet, so to speak. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but actually, I did. there was one thing I did want to ask you about, Norman, because I was reading around, as I am wont to do, and found that there's studies that sort of show that there's a link between vitamin D and tuberculosis and sort of high levels of vitamin D might help people recover from TB, which made me think about like the sanitarium of old, where people were sort of sent to the seaside to recuperate and whether there might actually be something in that.
1: Yeah, well, the sanatoriums were often actually in the mountains and they combined fresh air and exposure. You would actually lie in your bed, Outside, they had balconies in sanatoria, and you would lie outside, even in cold weather. With so fresh air and sun, were were part of that. And it's complicated. It probably goes beyond. You know, there probably was a therapeutic benefit. They called it heliotherapy. Oh, love it. And there was probably a benefit from it. There may well have been uh, activation of substances like nitric oxide in the skin, which could combat the bug. And maybe vitamin D. But is there?
0: There's new research, like there's modern research into this. Yeah,
1: well, there's. people trying to find explanations for why this worked. And heliotherapy, like a lot of things, have gone by the way, but maybe there are lessons to be learned.
0: I suppose it makes sense. Like vitamin D is important for bone health. It helps us absorb calcium and phosphorus. And it also plays a role in our immune system. And we only get, am I right in thinking, it's 10% of what we need from food. The rest comes from the sun.
1: But there are other benefits of sunlight which go beyond vitamin D because sunlight dictates when we go to sleep where we wake up and how we feel during the day. And those are really important benefits of sunlight.
0: Yeah, it's that morning light, isn't it, that sort of triggers your brain to sort of be like, okay, wake up time now, which is then in turn what helps you kind of shut down at the end of the day and start going to sleep.
1: That's right. And the sleep-wake cycle is intricately involved in your mental health and well-being. So sunlight is part of that process. And if you were to shut yourself away from the sun, that would not be a good thing for your body or your brain.
0: How does that then relate to, like, I hear a lot of people talking about seasonal affective disorder, especially in parts of the world where their winters have those very long nights, very few hours of sunlight during the day, often like at the time of day when you can't be outside because you have a dumb job that you have to be inside for. How much is the sunlight the factor that drives people's like low mood if they've got seasonal affective disorder?
1: Well, I think it's critical, but people don't understand the mechanism here. Like Um, people
0: being like science.
1: Yeah, that's right. So what, what exactly is going on in the brain? Is it melatonin? Is it the disruption of sleep? There's all sorts of things going on with seasonal affective disorder and shortened days. And people do get it in Australia as well, but it it is probably more common in countries, as you say, with extended periods of darkness. And Canada is the, the famous country for this, where people just feel really lousy round about March when they've had a really rough and cold winter. Um, do people
0: like... This is a question off the top of my head. Do people... If you were living sort of like your best, most natural life in somewhere like Canada or somewhere like Scandinavia or the bottom part of New Zealand or something like that, would you kind of like get enough sunlight in the summer months where it's like sunny all the time, like midnight sun sort of vibes to carry you over through the winter?
1: It's a really good question and that has been looked at. By the way, the southern, southern end of New Zealand is not that far away from the equator compared to some of the northern European centres that you're talking about or ah. northern Canada. I mean, I think Hobart is the equivalent of Rome. <laughs> um,
0: sure doesn't feel like it.
1: So, so you know, the, you're getting the light exposure in Hobart that you would get in Rome. So it's, it's not that low. Um, and so southern New Zealand uh, is further south than Hobart, but it's it's still not that far away from the equator compared to some parts of northern Europe and northern North America. So we just got to get that in perspective, as we don't do too badly in the southern hemisphere.
0: Oh, so um, here we go. Here's a little factoid for you. Stockholm is 59 degrees north of the equator, give or take. And Dunedin, which is the Dunedin that's in New Zealand, not the one in Scotland, is only 45 degrees south. So... I mean, I think you might have just said something correct on the comments,
1: Amazing. One. You're so <laughs> exciting. Um, and, of course, this will relate to the incidence of seasonal affective disorder, at least the, the, the people who get it as a result of the winter exposure to light. And light therapy is a well-recognised therapy for seasonal affective disorder. And the, some of the light boxes that are used will simulate morning light and wake you up to morning light. It depends on your pattern here. And uh, and some people benefit from being exposed to light boxes at certain times of the year, trying to set reset the body clock. And the other aspect of sunlight is you're just more likely to go out and enjoy yourself, right? And get some exercise when it's a sunny day rather than when it's dark and wet and miserable.
0: But I can't control that. Like you know, that's great, but like that's not something I feel like I can control for my own health.
1: No, but the question Richard's asking is: Are the benefits of sunlight? And one of the benefits mm. of sunlight is. You get off your bum, your your baby faced bum that you're so proud of, and <laughs> the uh, and get out into the sunlight.
0: I do like the idea that maybe at least one person who's listening to this might be like on their way to the beach, uh, and I kind of feel like we should we should season our. Um, our like you mean we should be responsible advice. adults here? Is that what you're trying well, to say? yeah. yeah. We, we sort of talked a little bit about sunscreen before, but I think maybe a, a small reminder of some of the health harms of too much sunlight.
1: So here's the thing to strike terror in your heart, Richard, um, <laughs> is that if you look old on the outside, you're probably old on the inside. And sunlight is, is one of the mediators from that. And sunlight also has an effect beneath the skin. So it triggers inflammatory and other processes, aging processes in the body itself.
0: Are you saying that I have like a wrinkly, sunspotted
1: like organ, like heart, liver? It's not all about you, Tegan.
0: Well I just somewhat. obviously not me. No, I have but, a baby bottom got, for a face.
1: You've got this baby bottom for a face, therefore I'm assuming <laughs> that your arteries look like a baby's arteries. <laughs>
0: Me and my baby organs are just fine. But, like, for real, so sun damage on your, on your skin on the outside is somehow damaging your internal organs as well.
1: The process is thought to be that you get sunlight on the skin, which creates damage, creates inflammation, creates oxidative stress. That's in the skin itself. But the blood circulates under the skin and picks up that damage and the cells in the blood pick up that damage and actually, spread it to the rest of the body so that you can create an inflammatory, more rapidly aging environment in the rest of the body, triggered by the blood passing through near the skin as it's exposed to the sun. And you get the same sort of damaging processes happening in the blood, which then pass to other tissues in the body. That's a theory um, as a result of excessive sun exposure.
0: That is amazing.
1: It doesn't happen in everybody. And um, you know, you can look old on the outside and have you know, wrinkle-free hearts on the inside. So you know, There are always exceptions to the rule.
0: So to answer Richard's questions, yes, sunlight equals health benefits, but still slip, slop, slap, slurp, shade, yeah. sunglasses, all of the S's.
1: That's right. And because we're imperfect human beings, you'll always get enough. <laughs>
0: Well, if you've got a question that you would like us to answer on What's That Rash, you can ask us by going to ABC Health's Instagram account, that's at ABC Health, and sending us a DM, or you can send us an email.
1: And the email address is that rash at abc.net.au. And if you're really proficient, record a voice note of your question. And email it to us. We love your voice
0: notes. We really, really do, actually. But no rash pics, please. Please, please, no rash pics.
1: No, and as I said before, if you knew how little I knew about dermatology, you would certainly not send a rash in.
0: Anyway, we'll see you next week.
1: See you then.